Good morning for a Monday, June 16, 2014. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. Obama presses Iraqis to mend rifts. Militants claim mass execution of Iraqi forces. And VA punished critics on staff, doctors assert. In today's national news, postpartum depression may not wait for birth. Population shifts are turning all politics national. And an artificial pancreas is showing promise. In this morning's financial headlines, bank screening tools scrutinized as excessive. For Fox, much is riding on three sequels to Avatar. And with an Amazon smartphone, the retailer seeks a tether to consumers. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Rancho Mirage, California. By Mark Lander and Michael Gordon. Obama presses Iraqis to mend rifts. As President Obama weighs airstrikes against marauding militants in Iraq, he has concluded that any American military action must be conditioned on a political plan to try to heal Iraq's sectarian rifts, a senior administration official said Sunday. While Obama has ordered unmanned surveillance flights over Iraq to gather intelligence for possible strikes, the official said, the White House's emphasis will be on prodding Iraq's leaders to form a new national unity government. The United States, this official said, has asked Iraq's Prime Minister Nuri Kamal al-Maliki, a Shiite, to work with the Kurds to persuade the Sunni minority that the next government will be an ally, not an adversary, and to overhaul Iraq's routed army. All three groups must be adequately represented in Baghdad, he said. The president's two-track response, the official said, stems from his belief that military strikes on radical Sunni militants, absent parallel measures to reform Iraq's government, will simply hand the country over to Shiite, Kurdish, and Sunni fighters, and a future of unending sectarian strife. The White House believes it has a brief window to pursue diplomacy, this official said, because after a week of advances across Iraq's Sunni-dominated north and west, the militant group, the Islamic State in Iraq and Syria, now faces more elite Iraqi troops and fiercely motivated Shiite militias, defending the gates of Baghdad. But it is unclear how far the Iraqis would need to go in establishing a multi-sectarian government that would satisfy the Obama administration. Deep sectarian divisions have persisted since Saddam Hussein was ousted in 2003. As recently as 2010, Obama personally pursued an initiative asking Maliki to share power with the leader of a bloc representing Sunnis. The plan failed. In addition, the United States has urged the Iraqis to take other steps to overcome sectarian divisions, such as integrating Sunni tribes in western Iraq into the security structure and making their fighters eligible for the same death benefits as Iraqi troops. Obama's push for political reconciliation has put him in a potential alignment with Iran, a Shiite backer of the Iraq government. On Sunday, Iranian officials echoed Obama's admonition to Maliki that he must be more inclusive of the Sunnis to quell the insurgency. Iraqi politicians should make tough decisions in order to keep unity in their country. Hamid Abu Talebi, a top deputy to President Hassan Rouhani, wrote on Twitter. 
In another tweet, he said, Iran and the U.S. are the only countries who can manage the Iraq crisis. The message comes a day after Rouhani said that Iran would not rule out working with the United States to battle Sunni fighters. While the United States and Iran have both backed Maliki, they have had sharply different goals. The United States has supported Maliki while urging him to lead a cross-sectarian government. Iran has wanted him at the head of a Shiite-dominated government.